I'm Edward McPherson, and this is a reading of an essay I published in December on the Paris Review Daily on Dallas, the city, and Dallas, the TV show, and some of the patterns between the two. This is from the beginning. Between 318 and 271 million years ago, the ancient continental core of North America butted against what would become South America. Land folded and faulted, mountains were born. Then what would become the Gulf of America opened, and inland seas washed the peaks away. It pays to remember there are mountains beneath Dallas. The tops might have eroded, but the roots remained buried deep. Some 165 million years later, in 1841, John Neely Bryan built a shelter on a bluff and called the area Dallas. 122 years later, in 1963, John F. Kennedy was shot on that bluff, now named Dealey Plaza. 17 years later, in 1980, J.R. Ewing was shot on TV. John Neely Bryan, the founder of Dallas, was born in Tennessee in 1810. In 1839, he arrived at the Three Forks of the Trinity River with a Cherokee he called Ned and a dog he called Tubby. He was 29. He wrote his name on a piece of buckskin, affixed it to a stake, drove it into the soft ground of an 18-foot bluff, and went back to Arkansas. Two years later, he returned to his bluff and built a lean-to. In another two years, he was married, a union which brought five children. Dallas, as he called his claim, was on its way. Dallas exists outside of prehistory. Unlike surrounding areas, it was not a camp for Native Americans or prehistoric men. Dig and you find few artifacts. Dallas wasn't there until suddenly it was, called forth in the minds of white men. Today, John Neely Bryan's bluff is called Dealey Plaza. Built in 1941, Dealey Plaza was dubbed the front door of Dallas. In other words, all roads to Dallas run through Dealey Plaza. Of course, that's not entirely true. Born and raised, but no longer living in Dallas, I rarely have found myself in Dealey Plaza. The original Dallas aired 357 episodes from 1978 to 1991. It is a soap opera that often runs on the logic of farce. No one tells anyone else anything, and these often pointlessly kept secrets cause great misunderstanding. From its swooping opening helicopter shot with its swelling French horns and syncopated beat, scoring a shifting triptych of skyscrapers, cattle, oil wells, football, ranch land, and Ewings, Dallas is surprisingly compelling television. A bunch of beautiful people making disastrous choices at a spectacular rate. My wife remembers watching the show with her family growing up in Missouri. Rewatching the series now, when a shirtless Patrick Duffy surfaces from a pool, she says, I think that's the chest I imprinted on. There passes an uncomfortable moment, but in a way, she's right. The rest of the country imprinted on Dallas, too. While locals derided the show's inaccuracies, all those California cowboys stepping gingerly about in their ropers, the original series was rooted in a sense of place. It was a dream of a certain expression of wealth, taste, and desire that always drove back to one thing, family. How quaint all those communal meals seem now, with three generations meeting at the table for breakfast and dinner, making sure to phone when they plan to be out all night on their nefarious errands. The show's constant refrain, you're a Ewing, meant act like one. South Fork, such small potatoes to the McMansions of today, was a prison. The series was a journey into the claustrophobic dart heart familial dysfunction, the central, often paranoid concern, us against them. And that is how the show got Dallas right. Dallas Mayor R.L. Thornton on December 4, 1963, less than two weeks after Kennedy was gunned down. I've heard people talking about erecting a monument in their sadness. For my part, I don't want anything to remind me that a president was killed on the streets of Dallas. I want to forget. According to the official Dallas fan site, 
It wasn't until 1979 to the 1980 season cliffhanger when JR was shot that the show was catapulted into a worldwide phenomenon. In other words, Dallas wasn't Dallas until it made its rhyme with history until it acknowledged its own past. This was a selection from Dallas, From Afar, read by its author, Edward McPherson. You can hear more from Edward in his interview as a part of Hold That Thought at Washington University. Dallas, a two-part essay about the city and the popular soap opera, appeared in the Paris Review in December 2012.